Oh, man, I hate Mondays. Nah, man, it's Tuesday. Wait, 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 what day is it? You know what day it is. Tuesday. Bruce Day Tuesday. Oh, fuck yeah! Grab a cold one. It's Bruce Day Tuesday. Brought to you by the Cellar and Six Pack Store. Here's Drez and Big Nate. It is Bruce Day Tuesday. Brought to you by the Cellar Restaurant and Six Pack Store in downtown Blacksburg. Although today is one of those coveted Booze Day yeah. Tuesdays, Nate. Uh, I, so I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I got a little worried. I walked in and you just handed me a ginger beard and read on the front, non-alcoholic. So I'm glad you pulled out the oh, other stuff. Oh, we'll fix that. We'll fix that real quick. So I was out at Bourbon and Beyond, I guess at this point it was two weeks ago. Yes. Two weekends ago or so, give or take. And um, obviously Bourbon, a big focus, the music as well. Uh, and they also came up with the Louisville cocktail, which is what we'll attempt in the second round. But first, the first round is the bourbon cocktail that has become my kind of go-to. It's really easy to make, and this is, we drank this a lot more than we did the Louisville because Louisville didn't come out till a little later and stuff. And this is what we were having back at our camper and uh, just, you know, getting, ordering at the bar and stuff because it's really simple and easy. It's the old Kentucky Mule. Now, you know it's in a, you know it's in a mule, the Moscow Mule, uh, ginger beer makes it the mulesk, I guess. So, yeah. but with the Kentucky, you use bourbon instead of, I guess, just you know, regular whatever. So, a uh, cup of ice, splash of bourbon. You, you, I'm not it, measuring it's this the, one. The Buffalo just, Trace. Yeah, I, in fact, I usually use Jim Beam, but I figured I'd up it a little bit since Buffalo Trace is my favorite bourbon, and I had a bottle of this here at the station <laughs> anyway, so it makes life a little easier. So, you and know, that just, didn't uh, get stolen. Yeah, well, people know better than to steal my Buffalo Trace. That would definitely be a, a big no-no. So, uh, yeah, you just pour a good good little lick in there. Top it off with some uh, ginger beer. Easy peasy. And then uh, I was doing, like, you know, an actual lime and then simple syrup, like lime juice, simple syrup. And then I realized that there's actually, you can get sweetened lime juice, lime juice which is the best of both worlds. So it kind of cuts out a step, makes it a little easier. Just a splash, just a little splash of this. I think that's the ingredient in my uh, fridge I run out of the most is the sweetened lime juice. That or grenadine. That's pretty good. I just realized I do not have anything to stir. Oh, I guess I could use the other end of this spoon, I say we'll, perhaps. We'll dip our own fingers in there. It's fine. My hands are clean. Do it the old uh, the old trick. So, yeah, just a quick little stir. And this one's pretty simple. Uh, yeah, again, just bourbon, ginger beer. We use the goslings, obviously, because that's the OG best ginger beer in my book. And then, of course... Uh, you know, that little the little lime uh, sweetener and stuff. So, cheers to uh, another Booze Day Tuesday. So now I've got to ask you something after we sip. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of people don't like Ooh, the ginger beer, which I understand. If you don't like ginger beer, you don't like ginger beer. I this love, is not your cocktail. but I'm I love a- ginger beer, but I also love ginger ale. What's the difference? I like ginger beer better. I'm not too sure what exactly the difference is, but they definitely taste different. There's no question yeah, about I mean, that. You you get a sharper, fresher flavor on the ginger and the ginger beer, but I don't know. Like I've I've often wondered, and I mean that's that also even comes down to like a, a Seagram's ginger ale, a Schweppes ginger ale, or a uh, Canada Dry ginger ale. They all have very different bite as well. That's true. 
And there's also the Krabbies, which are like alcoholic. Those are like candy. ginger beer. Like, the, and there's the orange one. I, I can house a four pack of those, and like because they only come in four packs. In yeah, no time at you all. You know, I actually haven't made a Kentucky Mule with with a Krabbies, but that that actually could maybe be could pretty be good. good. I hadn't thought about that till just now. But either way, so Bourbon and Beyond. Uh, this was our second time going to the festival, and uh, first year uh, I wasn't actually there on a you know, uh, bear capacity. I actually just went for fun, which was kind of nice. And I uh, met up with our buddy, Bill, the artist guy. And apparently at that time, this was 2019. So three, three plus years ago, BB and Bill, uh, were talking and the plan was for the following rock on the range, Sonic temple, whatever, I guess it was in 2020. Uh, they were, Bill was going to paint me, and then, you know, have me hanging up with all the other art that he's done. And uh, and it was just going to be this huge, awesome surprise. Well, obviously, we know what happened in 2020. No festivals, whatever. So, Bourbon and Beyond 2022, the very first thing we did was we went to the festival. And uh, BB wanted to go find Bill's tent. So, we find it. And then, sure enough, there's the big surprise. Three years plus in the making, he, uh, he painted my mug up there, which was really, really cool. And a great start to the festival, see, no doubt. See, knowing what I know about her, that had to have, like, just eating her alive that anticipation that it had to take so long and it's funny because like my birthday was you know back in may and she you know got me a present or whatever she's like and there is one more present but it's not ready yet you can't have it yet and i was just like i had totally forgotten about it of course yeah like come you know end of september and um but man that was just so crazy she's she's just like you know i get up to the booth and bill bill's there you know big hug he's like check out my new stuff because he's got this whole new series called life force so I'm like looking through a lot of paintings. I mean, I hadn't seen them in since since Bourbon and Beyond yeah. three years ago. And so I'm looking at his stuff, and I just I didn't see my painting yet. So BB even had to message just like, "Well, who are all these people? I don't know. I don't even know these people." And I'm like, "Oh, come on, you know, it's a Beastie Boys. That's that's you know Freddie Mercury, and then there's uh, you know uh, Waylon Jennings, and and then I'm like, oh wait, that's that's me. <laughs> it was crazy, man." No, but, uh, and it looks so good. Like I, I've never. Yeah, if you, if you didn't see the on, I posted on our social on the Facebook. You might need to scroll a little bit. When but. when I saw the post of it, uh, turned to my wife and I was like, uh, "Well, uh, that's pretty much it. I'm done giving gifts now because yeah, she be a hard has one to top. Won anything anyone can ever do. Yeah, it's pretty badass. Uh, so yeah, definitely check that out. But so that was just a great start to the festival. And then of course, I mean, it was nice because the lineup. You know, there's there's some rock bands and stuff, but there's also, I mean, it's really just a broad range of, of music. There's some country, like Chris Stapleton uh, was a headliner one night, and obviously I'm a rock guy. So what's nice about that is, unlike, you know, like Louder Than Life, that was just this past weekend where I would want to be seeing every band and you just can't do that. This way, you know, there's a lot of like a little bit more downtime yeah. where I can go and experience more of the festival sort of stuff, whereas just, bam, this stage, that stage, go, 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 you know? And I got to do more of the beyond, if you will, yeah. like with the bourbon and all the all, all the fun experiences that they have. I, I think as far as festivals go, their, their lineup was really strongly considered and giving you enough of a, of a crossover that there are those times where you can actually fully enjoy the festival experience. Because mm -hmm. that is something that I've noticed, um, you know, with the, with the larger festivals, it's like, well, damn, I want to see them, I want to see them, I want to see them, I want to see them. 
that you like forget you're actually at a festival. It's so much more. So There's I think they really did nail the bourbon and beyond. Yeah, that's that's one of the things nice. So first for day one, uh, you had uh, Jack White headlining. Uh, also, Alanis Morissette was on the stage right before the next stage next to him right beforehand, which frankly, out of the entire uh, all of the artists that we saw over the weekend, Alanis Morissette was probably the biggest standout to me. I was most impressed like with her set. Other than this shirt, the Bourbon and Beyond, just normal. That was the only shirt I bought was an Alanis Morissette shirt. Like I, I thought that that set was awesome, and uh, it was the it's 25th anniversary Jagged Little Pill, so obviously playing all of the stuff off there, all the stuff that everybody wants to hear. And um, man, like she just she really brought it, man. She could sing. It's it was it was no that, quite the performance. That album's a powerhouse, and I was wondering how much of it would be going back and revisiting that. Did did she do any sort of tribute or anything to Taylor Hawkins? Yes, yes, there was. Uh, oh, what song was it? It actually might have been ironic. There was like sort of, you know, throughout the whole show, she had basically a projector behind her showing videos or whatever. And, um, and yeah, during, I think it was ironic, there was a lot of video of Taylor. And then at the end it said, you know, and memory or in honor of and all that sort of stuff. Because for those that don't know, Taylor Hawkins was Alanis Morissette's touring drummer before he joined the Foo Fighters. Basically, Dave stole him, stole him from Alanis, essentially. <laughs> so, it, I mean, Alanis Morissette, it, it, it's easy to kind of recognize her impact on the 90s. But the one that stands out to me from that lineup the most and, and the one that I would have just I've still not seen to this day and would have killed to see is Pearl Jam. So yeah. How was their set? Because, okay. I mean, this is the first time they've gotten a tour off their album that came out in 2020. Mm-hmm. So before I talk about Pearl Jam's actual set, I want to talk about the diehard, ridiculous Pearl Jam fans. So it was Saturday, so we knew that Saturday was going to be the biggest day anyways, but there were so many people that were obviously just there for Pearl Jam. And it was painful because BB wanted to see Cold War Kids. Cold War Kids were playing on the same stage that Pearl Jam would be later in the day. However, they were playing about, I don't know, six hours beforehand. So we go and we wanted to get a good spot for Cold War Kids. So we go a good 20, 30 minutes before the set so that we can work our way up. And we're like looking and I'm trying to get closer and closer. And then I see, oh, there's all this empty space right in front of the stage. Here we go. Let's cut through. And then we realize it's people that have put down like blankets and are just sitting down, staking out their spot for Pearl Jam. So we get up there and we're like, okay, well, we're going to get up here for Cold War Kids. And then, of course, we're getting evilized, people giving us attitude. And one dude was even super rude, like bumping into us and being like, oh, so is this just your old spot now? And we're like, dude, chill out. We're just here for Cold War Kids. We're going to be out of here before Pearl Jam. Yeah. Like, you're the crazy ones that are up it's, here. So, yeah, you, it's a marathon, not a race, buddy. Well, first things first, you can't. You can't put down a blanket in front of the main stage out when there's still going to be multiple performers before your band comes on and expect people not to come up and step on your blanket and and get in your your space or whatever. It, like, get the hell out of it, here. It's intriguing to me that they don't have like a zone for that. Like my, my biggest experience with that is is Floyd Fest. And of course, we always go. We, we, we do set up a tent, a blanket, but you know, you have a zone like behind the main area. And it, it's unacceptable to think in a general admission setting like that, that you're just going to sit there and camp all day. Yeah. That's so inconsiderate. And what was even more inconsiderate was when Cold War kids are playing and these a-holes are still even doing that, like just sitting down 
Like, I mean, come on. That's just so disrespectful. Yeah. So that really kind of irked me. It put a bad taste in my mouth for all of Pearl Jam. I'm a I'm a Nirvana guy over Pearl Jam anyways. So then, of course, once they finally do take the stage, just to be an a-hole, I basically booed after every song oh. just because. Just and there were so many people there that were so excited for Pearl Jam. That being said, I had seen them once before at a Bonnaroo, and uh, Eddie Vedder was just drunk and rambling. So I had a pretty bad experience uh, first time I saw Pearl Jam. This didn't really help the whole, like, you know, fans being a-holes. That being said, I'm not taking that away from and putting that uh, on, on the Eddie band. and the band. So in that regard, he was not super drunk. I did see him swig from a wine bottle once or twice on stage. Uh, however, they play, you know, they did pretty good, a two-hour set, but didn't play. I mean, they have so many hits. Yeah. And they missed so many key songs that i was just so very surprised so, that they pl- didn't play you know yellow lead better or better man or you know alive like they just they basically just were all over the map they closed uh, i'm not to not to dog them but they closed with uh a cover of purple rain josh klinghoffer came out and was played and sang on it too but it was just so strange. The the set list that they chose was very odd, so, in my opinion. This this is the reason I haven't seen them. I think uh, I I have a lot of bootlegs and stuff. And you've noticed, um, kind of as they've aged as a band, they've lost a lot of the fire, in my opinion. They still make fantastic music, but to me, like the pinnacle was them at Grass Pop in 1992. You can find live footage of it on YouTube. It's one of the most energetic shows I've ever seen. It was nothing like that. Absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> And as they've gotten older, I mean, that's what happens when when rock stars age. And that's the reason I haven't kind of pulled the trigger to to go see them because I know I'm not going to get that same passion, that same level of energy. But back in the day, man, I, I think they could have given Nirvana a run for their I money. would say unless you are a diehard Pearl Jam fan, chances are you're going to be disappointed seeing them live. If I mean, that's been my that's fear just as well. my personal thinking and opinion. Uh, results may vary. That being said. I did end up getting close enough, mainly because I wanted to hopefully bump into that a-hole and be like, oh, yeah, you've been here the whole time. Look, I'm back. And I saw three other bands and got food and drinks. And uh, and it would have been real nice to bump into them because I got close enough and stayed to the end. I did end up getting a Jeff Ament pick. I didn't bring any of my souvenir picks to show, but I probably should have. So that would have been nice to rub that in that guy's yeah. face as well. So uh, we digress, man. I can talk a little bit about it a lot, a lot more, but we do need to take a break. And try and I'm gonna try my very first attempt at making this Louisville cocktail. For that though, what do you think about the Kentucky Mule? This is my go-to, man. I mean, this is just such an easy drinker. It's refreshing. It's light. It's tasty. I, I mean, love them. You have, if you ever like gun to your head, make a delicious beverage. This is the second time you've made me one of these in my life. Oh, have, every uh, time yeah, it's right. we have absolutely before, consistent. Yeah. I think it's phenomenal. Um, it would be a five out of five. It's definitely, it's, it's super easy. Unlike this next one, which is a little bit more complicated. We'll, we'll try to make the Louisville and I'll talk a little bit more about bourbon and beyond coming up. It's a special booze day, Tuesday edition right here on one Oh five point through the bear. Stick around. <laughs> 